football. I've, <laughs> I've watched. Right, so, right, so right. I'm just right. telling, no, I'm right. telling you, uh, I've watched it all. That's uh, the beauty of it on Saturday, watching everything. But here's the thing. I understand, and I'm not saying that I disagree with you guys at all. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that they deserve to be in. Sure, I would love for hypothetical situation, Auburn wins the rest of their games and wins the SEC championship, and they got a rematch with Georgia, and uh, Georgia's only – or Florida, they won't have a rematch with Georgia. Florida's only loss was to Auburn in the SEC championship game. That's not going to happen, but I'm sorry, two SEC teams are not going to get in. They came back to play football for a reason. They will be in the national championship game if, indeed, they are undefeated. And I'm calling it USC versus Oregon for the Pac-12 championship. Not only are two SEC teams getting in, the national championship will be a rematch of the SEC championship. Just just to get it. Hey, hey, we'll write that down. That's fine. You know what? After years of carrying you with the Pillowy Pluff Delicious Daylight Donuts, love to hear from you at 888 And all those years before Simsboro went on that run for all those titles, and you lost, and you were crying, and I brought you Johnny's Pizza, bricked, no olives, add, no anchovies, add the jalapenos, and brick it, it will be your turn to finally come off the wallet and buy lunch. The last time we went to eat, where were we? Dax? I don't remember it's been that long. But I, yeah, but I picked it up. So, um, oh, we got uh, a lot of people chiming in. Miami with the upset over Clemson to bust your bubble. Not happening. Not happening. Uh, you know what? I like I like Manny Diaz. I love Blake Baker. There's too many weapons on the Clemson squad. They're not that. And you know what I was like? They're back. They're back. No. They, they, you know, Clemson will win that game. So. There you go. Your thoughts and opinions always welcome at 888 That is the Paul Mims All-State Hotline. For all of our sponsors, for John Tabor, I want you to stay tuned to listen to Bleed Tech Blue coming up next on Sports Talk 99.3. My name is Nick Brown. My time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been the Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977.
Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experience representation. This is Sports Talk 97.7, now on KPCH Ruston 99.3. It's time for the First National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside tech football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 99.3 is also brought to you by O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Courtesy Automotive, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, Ideal Portable Buildings, Kirk Joyner Graduate Sales, and Bienville Motors. Text us on the Fairway Carts text line at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Bleed at Tech Blue Radio. It's BC. It's Beck Haines. It's John Tabor. We're back for another week. A week that saw the Bulldogs go down 45-14 in Provo to the 22nd ranked BYU Cougars. Appreciate you joining us tonight, of course. You can call us, you can text us on the Fairway Cards hotline, 888-993-7762. Beck, it's nice to have you back in. Appreciate you doing the post-game show for me Friday night. Couldn't have been too fun. Not only did you go on the air at about midnight, you had to cover a doozy. Yeah, BC, never fun to come in and cover a dog's loss. Not only that, Ben, I've, I've thought about it just about every way I can possibly think about it. We've tried to make our justifications as to why we fell short, but, Ben, it was just ugly. Better football Let's team. Let's call it what it is. They ugly. were the better football team. It was ugly. The post-game show, we had some callers. We appreciate you out there calling in, but, Ben, it was tough. It was late, and I was tired and sad. And just to touch on that game a little bit, got a chance to talk with Smoke Harris at the press conference today. Uh, asked him kind of about the the lack of fans inside Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Yeah, the first time the Bulldogs have been without Z- with zero fans. Yeah, first time in 2020, hopefully the last hopefully time. Hopefully the last. Bunch of scaries but up there. One thing Smoke said, you had to bring your own juice. And I'll be honest, Beck Haynes brought his own juice tonight. <laughs> Little Red Bull action inside <laughs> the Sports Talk 97.7 studio. Yeah. You're ready to bring some yeah. fire tonight, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, Ben, Tuesday's a long day for your boy, and I used to hit the Red Bulls and the Monsters pretty regularly okay. in college. Then I married a dietitian. That little Cut problem that, yep, right there. Yep. Cut that problem right out of my life. But I'm back on the Red Bull. Speaking of that dietitian, <laughs> little homecoming queen. It's oh, homecoming yeah. week in Ruston, oh, Louisiana. I, we're, we might even be shipping the kids off to the in-laws, and she oh, might I even come it. to the game. I Miss love it. BTB co-host, make an appearance at the Bulldog Might want to let her know that Hurricane Delta's coming in. Might be a little yeah. rainy out there. Yeah, you want to you touch on that while we're talking about it? Yeah, we will. Got a text on the Fairway Carts text line early and often tonight. Please give an update on how Hurricane Delta might affect the UTEP game. Could it be rescheduled and moved up to Friday night? If not, I see a ground and pound style with an 80 to 90% chance of rain. You Who mean, will you be mean, happier in those conditions? Well, let me tell you one thing. It ain't going to be moved to Friday. No, I don't think it will be. If anything, last, I'm going to tell you right now. It okay, ain't going right, to happen. Me. It ain't going to happen. We'll be fine. It ain't going to rain during game time. I hope book you're it. right. I hope you're right. It's going to be damp, but book it. It ain't raining during game time. It'll be out of there. This is a fast-moving storm. All right, BC? You hear me? I like fast it. Fast-moving storm. I like it. like In the and speed. Going to get wet, but it's not going to be for long. Okay. Right? Little fast poncho action. Be out. Little poncho action. Little poncho. Let me tell you this: a ground and pound style. If the dogs bring the running game that they brought to BYU to the night to the game Saturday night, favors the, the miners. Lineup. Yeah, we'll be on the sideline a lot, Ben. 
I'll be honest. Okay, well, gonna be a little windy Saturday. Well, give me give me a little give me a forecast, okay. meteorologist right, right. Beck Haynes. <laughs> I may have to backtrack just a slight bit, man. Nah, it'll get right out now, here, fast moving storm. Yeah, cloudy with uh periods of rain five to ten miles an hour Saturday night, chance of rain seventy, about a half an inch, Ben. Call me when it gets serious, all right? Yeah, call Not me. worried about it. We're uh, playing dogs are playing football. It's not gonna get moved to Friday. Friday is the night it will be bad. Twenty-seven mile an hour winds Friday night. Ninety percent. Well, twenty-seven burger. Wish I could get one of those Ooh, in fantasy these days. Yeah. Speaking of that, we'll talk about it later. Uh, ben, I don't see the weather being a huge problem. You know how it is with. I'm not going to say that, but traditionally the Weather Channel is wrong. So I think the storm will either hopefully go east of us altogether, or uh, it will be mostly cleared out by Saturday night. The dogs will be playing football. Ben says death taxes and UTEP taking a loss, but that does not apply to 2020. No, it's UTEP. Myers they're 3-0? and 3-1. Oh. Three 3-1. and, one. Three and one. That's three wins. More than they've had in the last two years. Give Dana Dimmel some credit, Skip Holtz. Oh, okay, I'm going to – I'm a, jump out on a limb here and take a wild guess that Skip Holtz made UTEP seem like the 2020 national champion. Actually, he did not. A few th- a few things of interest to, in today's press conference. Said that the Miners defensively, a more aggressive unit, 16 junior college players plus transfers in their... Sonny? Possibly. Sonny, Sonny Dice, coach t- of the team? A little tougher to recruit the old kids out to El Paso, if I'm being honest myself. But, um, yeah, 16 out of 22 in the two deep on defense or junior college or transfer. So they got some ex- experience on that side of the ball. Um, they've, been to to, they've been able to develop some depth. They got more athleticism, uh, really playing attacking style on the defense. And really, you know, you talk about this text on the text line. They're going to force Tech to make some plays in man coverage, especially in the passing game. So if it is rainy, windy, that could – you know, obviously hurt the Tech passing game, which, who knows, we might look up and have a close game in the fourth quarter. Uh, but the young quarterback for UTEP, name escapes my mind right now, but I'll remember it here in a few minutes. Uh, been playing some good football. Uh, but really, Ben, yeah, let me tell you, 3-1, and one, congrats, UTEP. But you beat Stephen F. Austin, Abilene Christian, and Monroe. Yeah, that ain't much. So let's not get super excited. They did. They barely beat out the the fighting Luke Anthony's, as you like to call him, seventeen to thirteen. So barely not, beat Stephen F. Austin as ba- well. Twenty four fourteen. Put a whooping on ULM, which, by the way, whooping. Uh, ULM was a ten point favorite going into that game, and if I can quote uh, Mr. Ben Carlisle, ULM will whoop them. Yeah, it didn't happen. Swing and a miss. Back. It's been pretty, pretty rough. On the betting lines for BC lately. Not going to sit here and lie to you. Not going to sit Vegas always wins, Ben. Beck, I don't know if you saw this today, which you're you're pretty – you're a regular on the Twitter machine, correct? I am. I'm on the Twitter. How about this? Luke Anthony, the Abilene Christian alum. Yeah, I saw this. 11 touchdowns in his first – Ten. Ten touchdowns in his first three games as a Bulldog. Second most in program history. Timber Timber Tay leads. Yeah, with twelve. With nope, with eleven. Sorry about that. Yep, eleven. Timber Tay had eleven. Luke Anthony had eleven, and then our good friend of the program, uh, Colby Cameron, with ten. Yeah, Colby. Yep. Colby and Luke both had ten. So Luke Pretty tied cool for second. For Luke Pretty cool, and kind of honestly took the week off last week. Had one, two, two, two. That's right. Smoke really had the first one. He had the second one too. Yeah, he did, but I'm saying like he, re- you know, it was like a screen pass. No, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, what I'm saying? he housed yeah. it. It's so it counts. 
No, it does. It That's does. right. He did have two. I stand corrected. I'm glad that you corrected yourself on that. Not going to sit here and lie to you. <laughs> BC, first, can I just say, it's been a long day for you. Congrats this morning on starting first first day on the morning show. Just fan- the edge. fantastic job. Fant- yeah, it's pretty fun, not going to lie. The Edge comes on from 7 to 9 every morning. and uh, So tune in to catch BC. You're on tomorrow and Thursday as well. Yep. Phenomenal. Yeah, my boy Puffy Fox. Puffy Fox and Ben, they got the chemistry. Great show. Not oh. talking. You know, believe it or not, you know more about sports than just tech. Live and, and breathe it, my friend. Yeah. Live and breathe it. About like you're living and breathing that Red Ooh, Bull. Man, I, I love your I energy think I was, tonight. I think I was thirsty, and that's I should have maybe hit a bottle of water before that. I, d- I don't know if Tapes has ever seen you this fired up in the first <laughs> nine minutes of a show. Well, that means the last half is going to be a little quiet. Because there, there's one thing that you have changed. I believe this is the seventh show of the season. Tapes, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's really putting bye week back into the past. I don't think you can even say it. And I got no plans to be out. Actually, I take that back. Two weeks, we got a problem. If the weather's right, I'm going to be gone. I mean, has he moved up to too deep back? <laughs> He's getting there. He's getting there, Tapes. <laughs> hey, special teams back. He's flex. Yeah, he's a little flex. Back to flex. But hey, hey I respect here. it. Yeah, I'm here. You'll I mean, be, you're, you're well, doubling with, down with on radio. Legit, I got to at least show up my with once a legit week. legit RB2 potential. Yeah. Right. Hey, two weeks, you're going to be out. Somebody goes down, i.e., Friday night, he steps into an RB1 slot. Hey, hey I stepped performs in. admirably. And I he stepped- did. I gave, gave, gave you 15 points. That's right. Take it. Late touchdown to salvage your day. Yeah. But, I mean, you're double dipping in radio. The least I could do is show up once a week. I appreciate it. Yeah, but in uh, in two weeks, if the weather's right, I'm fishing in the Gulf. We'll see it. If the weather's right. I believe that yeah. is an understatement. <laughs> hurricane season. If the weather's right. If it's going to be a little break we, We've seen more hurricanes surface in the past month. Than I think I've seen. You know, I don't. You know, I was. I think back years. to my time in college. I don't ever remember. Uh, there was one when we thunderstorm that. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, I don't even ever remember weather being like an issue or something we ever worried about. And I feel like you know, this last few years, it's been. I mean, Ruston's a hotbed. I'll be honest. Going to be a storm chaser before too long. The young whippersnappers that we were in college. I doubt we had the old weather channel out. You don't think we were too concerned about the weather, do you? Not hardly. Is that, an old, is that a thing that happens when you get old, Ben? You just start caring about the weather all of a sudden? Yeah, I think you do pay more attention to it. My one hope for Hurricane Delta, God bless his soul, hope he relinquishes some of his power before he gets to Ruston, Louisiana, or the outskirts of Ruston, Louisiana. But I'll tell you one thing, and one thing only. I hope that he doesn't put the power out like Miss Laura did. Because I got a three-year-old and a one-year-old at home, and that makes them miserable. I got to be on a text, a group text with Ben Carlisle complaining about the the power again. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it, Ben. It was like every four hours. Like I was the electrician asking me when it was coming back on. Well, yeah. You were here in Ruston. Unbelievable. Beck, I got a question for you. In relation to this BYU game, you mentioned the edge. We did some power rankings this morning. I don't know if you heard it. I was, I was, you know, I was frequenting. I was but I put BYU as the number six team in the country. I did hear that. Your thoughts? That might be a little premature. I mean, I know you just saw them whoop up on the dogs, and I know you think highly of the dogs, Ben. But let's be real. 
Like, dogs, a, dogs beat a terrible Southern Miss team. I'm gonna be I mean, honest. Terrible. I'm gonna get to my concerns Barely. about the dogs in the next. Then we second. played a cupcake cupcake game and beat Houston Baptist handedly, coming out looking like some kings. BC yeah, ain't no lie. Then we go to BYU, get tested, not good. Got 550k for it though. We'll take it. I don't even know if that was enough. I think that was a revenue loss for the old Cougars up there in Ooh. Provo. Ben, I'm, I just I do have concerns. I'm, I'm I'm questioning who we've played before and and our and whether our confidence within the Bulldogs lies appropriately based on our competition. Now I do think BYU is good. Zach Wilson near perfect, only in, incomplete two throws. Ben. Hey, get this. And I I was thinking this, you know, following the game. Obviously, you know, th- this week on the Bleed Tech Blue message board prior to the game, I think Tech was twenty four and a half point underdogs. I posted. Easiest money you'll ever I know. make. I know. When, when I saw that you posted that, I almost hedged because I thought to myself, "That's that's got trap written all over it. And it was a trap. Lost Man. a quick one. Yeah. So let's jump into what we're going to get into tonight. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to break down the Bulldogs' 45-14 loss at BYU. We're going to express some of our concerns when you look at this Bulldog football team through three weeks. Coming up at 6.30 Take a look around Conference USA. Take a look around the country. Upset Saturday across the country in college football. 645, Brett Bloomquist of the El Paso Times will join us to preview Louisiana Tech and UTEP. Then at 7 o'clock, take a look at some pro dogs. Didn't had a chance to talk much about former Bulldogs making an impact in the NFL. I know Amik Robertson got his first action this week. Yeah. Let's, I'm going to be honest, it's kind of a rough week for the Bulldogs. It's a rough week all around. Not going to sit here and lie to you. For the pro dogs, for the college dogs. For all the dogs. For all the dogs. Dog Kevin got <laughs> out of the house. Woo. I got a free golden retriever if anybody wants it. Hey, that'd be a net loss. Yeah. Not going to sit here and lie to you on that one. Coming up at 7.15, you know what we like to do. We're going to put a bow on it in that last segment. So let's go ahead, take our first timeout of the night when we come back. Going to break it down. Louisiana Tech falls to BYU 45-14. You're listening. Bleed Tech Blue Radio on 99.3. Uncommon. How would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary? Outstanding? Exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans, the new fall blizzard treat menu is here. It's a lineup of all your favorite fall flavors, blended with world-famous vanilla soft serve. With pumpkin pie, caramel apple pie, Oreo mocha fudge, choco-dipped strawberry brownie dough, and snickerdoodle cookie dough, every bite feels like diving into fall. Leaves and all, it's officially fall at DQ. So hurry and make the season sweeter with the new fall blizzard treat menu today.
The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana and South Arkansas. They also offer a wide range of propane and natural gas appliances. For more info, go to O'NeillGas.com. Acme Glass and Mirror, we have so much more. Whether business, home, or auto, we have the glass you're looking for. Replacing glass is painless, like everything we do. The very best in service, always close to you. Acme Glass and Mirror, give us a break and we'll shine through. The Courtesy Automotive team is giving you even more. Just announced the new Courtesy Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, along with Courtesy Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, and Cadillac. Two locations, eight brands, one goal. To give you more choices, great prices, and the best service. Shop all eight brands online at buycourtesy.com. Courtesy Automotive, now serving you from both sides of I-20 at exit 86 in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Time to keep up with Louisiana Tech Sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Beck Haynes, if there's one certainty in life, (laughs) it's that we keep up with Louisiana Tech Athletics. BleedTechBlue.com, your home for all things Louisiana Tech Athletics. No matter the time of year, we'll have you covered. I don't know if you caught it a couple weeks ago. Tommy McClellan resigned as Louisiana Tech Athletic Director. He's off to Vanderbilt. Have some news up in that department on the site coming up here in a couple hours. Make sure New you subscribe. New developments. You hadn't even told me. Only nine ninety five a month. BleedTechBlue.com, your home for all things Louisiana Tech Athletics. We want to thank our sponsors, First National Bank, Fairway Carts, Dairy Queen, Courtesy Automotive, Walpole Tire, Ideal Portable Buildings, Bienville Motors, Ball 4 Graduate Sales, Brister Smokehouse, and O'Neill Gas. Of course, we'd love to hear from you on the Fairway Carts hotline or text line. That's 888 888- Nine nine three seven seven six two. Got a text on the text line. How much did holding affect the play of Tech's defensive line in the loss? Well, listen. First thing first. I, I think we can all sit here and agree that offensive linemen. The BYU cheated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only. That's the only explanation that makes any sense. That's all we got. <laughs> no, but offensive linemen are holding on nearly every play now. But there's I, a few, yeah. There's a few like things you cannot do. Yeah, things refs are looking for under the shoulder pads, under that kind of thing. Yeah, tackling the tackling. Yeah, tripping. But, but I think too as well, particularly in the trenches in this game, it was so obvious to me how much better BYU was oh, up front, whether it was their offensive line against the Tech defensive line or vice versa. The big concern for me was the Tech offensive line. Early on in the game, BYU mixed up a couple of looks, 
Tech got some screen passes. Smoke takes the 166 yards. Uh, I I think the safety dove straight into the ground. Might want to clean up his divot on that one. Didn't get a handle, Mr. Harris. I saw a tweet that said, if your name is Smoke, you got to be able to do things like this. And he did <laughs> he it. Like, yeah, he did it. <laughs> he did it without a doubt. But following that play, BYU, they didn't go to a simple defense, but they went to a three-man rush, drop eight into coverage with some pretty sophisticated looks within that coverage to close up some windows. They doubled Hardy throughout the night. I don't think he had a catch the entire evening. And it gave Tech fits. But it came from the dominance up front on that defensive line. Tonga, the nose tackle. Listen, Tech double and triple teamed him all night. So they did fairly effective against him. But the two rush ins were in the backfield all night. Right. And Ben, this is that's a coaching dream. If you oh, yeah. every coach starts out the game saying, Hey, we'll see how our defensive line does against the O line and you put three up there and they're getting to him every time, that opens up your defensive possibilities. Oh, yeah. Like you wouldn't believe. And they just did they did it really well. And that was what concerned me early on in this game was it was it was dominance from from the beginning. And that's you know, it's a the, lot all, like tech used to do with Ferguson. Right. And it's and it's a lot of old school old school football guys say, you know, the game is won in the trenches. Well that's Incredibly true. If you're especially in this one, oh man, and and it's just like Tech didn't have an answer, you know. And like Luke, I don't even put this loss on Luke. I mean, I think Luke did find a couple of bad throws here and there, but he just it looked like his options were ten yards and in or nothing at all. Well, and you look at the numbers in the game. I think he was, I think it was eighteen of like twenty two or eighteen of twenty within ten yards of the line of scrimmage, and he was. He didn't even attempt a pass in that 11 to 20 yard range, and then he was 0 of 5 down the field. Granted, he had the bad interception. Uh, was that in the first quarter, second right, quarter? Right. They run the fake screen. He's got a bear open down the sideline. He floats it. Safety comes over and picks it. Really changes the momentum of the game. But listen, the offensive line, and I'm not going to sit here and crush the two tackles, Donovan Campbell and Anton Lewis. But at the end of the day, you take a look at the data. Anthony was pressured 21 times. He was sacked a season high four times. Anytime your quarterback's running for his life on ne- on nearly every play, especially against a three-man rush, it's going to be a long night offensively. And that's what it turned into, uh, especially for Tech, you know, midway through that second quarter. And Skip touched on in his press conference today. He said, you know, Luke Anthony left the pocket early a few yeah, times. Yeah. But And then, think about that. So if you got three rushing and then you leave the pocket – and you're looking downfield, usually there's on a blitz, there. yeah. You, you have some options. But when there's eight drop back, you don't have the same options. And so every time Luke did throw it further than 10 yards down the field, I just like my, took my breath away because it felt like almost all those balls were intercepted or tipped or something. It wasn't close or a near interception. You just kind of got the feeling throughout the night that we didn't have, we didn't have a lot of confidence or game plan or options really t- to get – points back quickly no yeah well I think too against a team like that when you have to go into a straight drop back passing game with with no threat of a run game and you look at what Justin Henderson did on the ground he had 13 carries 29 yards Israel Tucker only had six carries for 17 yards he averaged 2.4 yards per rush and I know that's thrown in with some sack totals as well but there was no real threat of a run game and we see what Tech's run game is week to week like to get the tackles on the edge, like to allow them to pull, get out in front of Henderson. He's more of a patient runner, and the BYU defensive ends were crashing in so quickly, 
it just never allowed for any room in the run game, and that's why you end up turning to a drop-back passing game, and that just really opened the floodgates for those two defensive ends to rush straight up the field. I think the freshman, uh, his, uh, his name escapes it, freshman Tyler Beatty, he has three sacks in the game, and it, it just felt like Tech was unable to get anything going offensively because Luke was flushed out so often. That's not to say, like you said, he played a perfect game or he played a terrible game. It's just a lot more difficult than it looks to run out of the pocket and hit a guy down the field. It's not it it wasn't plan, that easy. Right. Yeah. yeah, and to me, Ben, just straight up honestly, it just felt like Tech hadn't played anybody that fast. No, they and, were, Yeah, they had a lot of team you know, speed. Was, uh, same with Luke's throw. I mean, I, I think he would have – obviously he wants that back and would have liked to have thrown that harder, but I don't – I mean, it just seemed like on all facets of offense, defense, we just Henderson looks slow. You know, no, I agree. You you made the comment that he just that he may not have been the guy to, to build your your running game them. around. It's like we didn't even see Gardner. I don't think right. No, we didn't see Gardner. We didn't see Gardner at all. I just felt like Tech hadn't played anybody that fast and was not particularly ready for that. And the big issue too, as much of a concern as it was about the offensive line, I think the defensive backfield is as equally as concerning. You know, we've talked about in the first two weeks some of the struggles of the young cornerbacks, uh, Zach Hannibal, Broderick Calhoun, Cedric Woods. Um, we knew they were going to go through a growing up period throughout this year. Uh, anytime you replace seven guys uh, in your two deep uh, in the secondary, you're going to go through some growing pains. But, man, BYU exposed uh, pretty much any defensive back that Tech threw out there Friday night uh, you mentioned Zach Wilson. He goes 24 of 26 in the win, 325 yards, two touchdowns, added another 43 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. But speaking particularly to the cornerbacks, Cedric Woods, Broderick Calhoun, and Zach Hannibal, 13 of 13 for 211 yards and a touchdown for Zach Wilson. It's not a winning recipe. No, Ben, and, you know, the the most the most bored person on that BYU team is their punter. They, oh, yeah. they did not – Tech did not do anything to stop them. Really, in the second half and pretty much second quarter on, uh, you know, Skip mentioned this was – this, this, this loss brought the team together. This is the first time in 2020 they've really faced – I mean, the, the Southern Miss game, I just I just credit that to being so early in the season and, and not really getting any time together. So that was a, a game that you're happy to win, but um, you kind of come off – that game and then you go into HBU and or with HBU and you, and you just dominate and then you come to BYU and you, everything just comes to a halt so hopefully that's I'd like to get that game out of the out of the way early and not you know hurt your confidence later on in the season but to kind of bring you back down to reality and join together as a team but hopefully going into UTEP this week uh, the Bulldogs are aware of what they needed to work on and tighten things up and they're not just going to get by with uh without yeah. their ability to execute the game plan well, well. I think the big thing for tech you know defensively you talk about replacing 10 starters a year ago with Willie Baker being out as well. Like I said, we knew it was going to take some time for this unit to grow up. But the big thing for me is at cornerback, at safety, outside of Cedric Woods, there hasn't been a guy in the defensive secondary that's shown the ability to play man coverage. Yeah, that's a big concern as a secondary right now. As a as a defensive coordinator, you, you can point at David Blackwell and you can say he's not aggressive enough, he, he's not allowing his cornerbacks to play to his strengths, but at some point you have to look up and say, you know what, Like they're, they're not getting the job done on the outside in, man co- in zone coverage. How can I trust them in man? Because they're going to be so exposed out there. And I, get, I guess you would rather give up you know, three 20-yard plays for a touchdown over the 160-yard play. 
But the bottom line is somebody has to step up in the secondary and prove that they can cover a receiver man-to-man and make some plays on the ball. And they had a couple of opportunities to make plays on the ball, and Wilson made some great throws. Don't get me wrong. He's a really good quarterback. But I need to see more. And I know this week you kind of got a get-right week with UTEP coming to town. You like to think that it's not going to be as good of an opponent. But listen, they play Division One football just like we do. And they're not going to come in here and not try to do what BYU did. You think they hadn't turned that film on and watched it three or four times? You're dang wrong about that. Yeah, that's the only, you know, and I was going to ask you, like, what, what does that do? Obviously, every school is looking at every game their competition has played, but when you have a, a game like Tech was just shut down uh, <laughs> that easily, you know, no, yeah, you're, you're exposed. You're exposed, and you're lo- you're showing what your weakness is. Now you still got to have the athletes and the and the players to make those plays and to be able to lock down a team, but. It always makes me a little nervous just to have film on us where we we struggled that much. Well, and listen, some of those things might not necessarily play to UTEP's strengths, but UTEP's also going to have some things in their game plan that they're going to mix in to see if Tech has ability to slow them down. And I think that's the big concern as you enter this week. But real quick, before we get to the break, BYU quarterback Zach Wilson, uh, I was reading today, Mel Kuyper, has him rising up draft boards in a hurry. You look at what he did against Louisiana Tech, obviously had a sensational performance against both Troy and Navy in their first two games of the year. Mel Kuyper has him ranked as his fifth-ranked quarterback, uh, six foot three, 210 pounds, showing absurd accuracy. I think he's completing 87% at this point. Uh, he's going to have an opportunity to play himself into that first-round discussion uh, come the 2021 draft. Who was the, the quarterbacks at BYU back in the day? Was it Steve? Was Steve? Stevie Young? Young, Steve Young, they Detmer. kept they kept comparing him to to Steve Young. Uh, he's playing the game. I know. I know. I didn't realize. Now that you start to think about it, with all the quarterbacks that came out of BYU, pretty good uh, program. Pretty good little program. Oh, back you back. Not sure if you remember this, but last week I, I dropped on the air that old Gunner Romney and yeah, Baylor yeah, Romney, just Romney talking out your, you know what? Yeah, were the sons of Mitt Romney caught a little flack from the BYU faithful that tuned into the old Bleed Tech Blue Radio podcast last week. Uh, long lost relatives. Was it, what are they, uncles, up. nephews? What is yeah, it? Yeah, it's you know, I didn't Couple read too much. Removed, you know, yeah, I didn't that. read too much about it, but I just wanted to. Hey, right, boys can play up. though. They can play. They can play a little bit. Old Gunnar Romney at receiver. It's a pretty good one. Let's go ahead and take a timeout when we come back after this. We'll take a look across the country. It was upset Saturday in college football. You're listening. Bleed Tech Blue Radio ninety nine point three. First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the uncommon bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirks and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for LaTeX. And 
Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at La Tech. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi-passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371-CART, and go Bulldogs! Graduate Sales. You know us as the class ring people, and you should. We've been supplying the area with graduation specialty products like class rings for more than 60 years. At Graduate Sales, there's so many things we offer, though. Name cards, mailing accessories, note cards, T-shirts, shorts, memory gifts, memory books, announcements, inserts, too. Rely on us for all your graduation needs, including class rings. Call Kurt Joyner at Graduate Sales or go online, www.graduatesalesury.com. That's www.graduatesalesury.com. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Just another Saturday across the college football landscape. Beck Haynes, of course, BC. John Tabor joining you here live in the Sports Talk 97.7 studios. If you'd like to catch us, on the Fairway Carts hotline or text line, give us a call, 888-993-7762. So, Beck, you know, I think early on in college football, one thing we've learned is it's going to be a different year. You don't know who's in, who's out. Um, obviously, the number of fans in the stands plays a substantial role. I've been surprised at how how much like I kind of thought I don't even if there's if there's five thousand fans I don't really care if there's any you know yeah no, but it does make a big difference no and I think I saw earlier this week that um, some of the betting lines are only accounting for one point six one point seven points for home field advantage really? this year instead of three yeah. traditionally which yeah traditionally they would traditionally it's around three, three so. You know, but it's almost like uh, even the you know the NFL games they're at limited capacity, but it's like the echo still makes it loud. No, like, it does. It's interesting. So yeah, I, it was it was a different feel for sure. Even watching on TV on Friday night against BYU, it, you know there was some fans at uh, in Southern Miss, and there was obviously fans at our home game here in uh, in Ruston. But thought it was a normal crowd in Ruston. It was about. You know, I mean, we're not going to go out and say how many there were or weren't BC, but a uh, good showing for the Bulldog faithful. Without a doubt. So let's take a look at some scores across the country. Clemson keeps it rolling 41-23 over the fighting John Randall Beltons in Virginia. (laughs) Shout out to Mr. JR, former Bulldog. Uh, Clemson getting set for a showdown with Miami this week. Alabama rolls on 52-24 over the overrated Texas A&M Aggies. Mac Jones goes for 435 yards, four touchdowns. Florida, 38, South Carolina, 24. Kyle Trask, 268 yards, four touchdowns. Beck, I'm going to tell you something. Florida's the best team in the country. You think? My mind. They're back? Somebody tell Texas. Florida's (laughs) back. Florida's back. Georgia knocks off Auburn. We're going to try to get Tebow on the show next week. You want to get Tim on? Let's get Tim on. Talk a little Timmy Tebow. Georgia knocks off Auburn 27-6. Beck, I... Did you catch the name of the Georgia quarterback? A walk-on at that. No, I did not. Well, Stetson Bennett. Sounds like a little redhead. Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett. 27-6. to 6. Sounds like a redhead. Where does... 
I don't know. You, just, I just, just said kid, it. Just the kid in class you, you do, you're annoyed with. Heck, he might be a redhead. I might have seen him on TV. I don't know. Just said it. Golly, if you don't it's like show, it, tell say me. Say what you want. If you don't like it, tell me. Knock out the fighting Gus Malzahn's 27-6. Let's jump to the fairway carts. Hotline joined by Donald. Donald, what's happening? Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. Just bumping our gums a little bit over the next hour and a half. I know, man. I uh, The weekend really played out like, you know, there's a few things in life they say is certain, right? Like death taxes and being disappointed when Tech has a chance to play on TV against a good opponent. <laughs> you said it better than I did. But yeah, I, uh, actually, yeah, I think I was telling you I was going down to Houston to watch the game. Found a cool spot to watch it, and then by halftime, uh, ready to roll out. Know, we decided to keep keep the beer buckets coming because it wasn't looking good. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that though. Yeah, I, I had, yeah, to, I had to keep it clean because I was doing post game show. I had to watch the whole thing, Donald. It was uh, rough, a little rough. Wanted to turn it off. At it sometimes. was. I think the, uh, you know, we scored on that uh, drive with the smoke to make it 7-7. You're like, okay, uh, that other play happened with BYU where they called that touchdown back. And then after that, uh, probably the only good series I saw was when we forced them to punt once. <laughs> hey, you nailed it right there. You nailed it right there. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, what, what are we going to do this weekend? Like, uh, Are there still no tailgating allowed? As do far as know we know, um, you know, I think I saw, you know, down in Baton Rouge, I think they're going to open up the beer sales. I think they're doing away with their thermometers to come in the gates. But Tech wasn't doing that. We don't sell the old cold Coors Light within the Joe, uh, unless you're sitting in the Davidson Athletic Complex. We don't? We don't do that anymore? No, bro. Oh, well, I saw somebody sneak one in the other day. Oh, was it <laughs> you? No, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Wish it was, but it wasn't. So, I don't know. I think, you know, hopefully, um, you know, following this week, maybe we see things open up a little bit more. You see more fans get allowed to become in the stadium. I think I saw that students had 1,000 tickets uh, go to them within the first two hours, so they were able to open up an additional 250. So, hopefully throughout the year, the further we get into this thing, uh, we'll see some of the – restrictions begin to open up a little bit yeah honestly we got no ad to make this call right now so i don't <laughs> i don't expect anything to change yeah it may, makes it wide open right we can yeah do what you open. want that's right just do what you want and you know tech's not going to yeah. be the uh, pioneer in this department i think we'll probably defer as much as i hate to say it no, to what lsu and other schools in the state are doing but i do expect it to be uh no more restricted than it was in the first game but uh looking forward to being back in the joe saturday night gonna be a little wet bc how do you see this week playing out? Sounds like we lost old Donald. So, but no, I think he makes I'm it. Still here. Oh, he's still here. How do you see this week playing out? I I don't know. You mean like uh, like Sean Fox used to say about the Saints? Uh, after this week, we got quite a bit of humble pie, and I'm setting low expectations. So, I, I'll be content with a close win, but. Obviously, I'll be I'll be happy if we get everything going on offense and defense and, and and put it on them. Fair enough. Thanks for the call, Donald. Thanks, guys. Hey, listen. Speaking of the boys in Baton Rouge, opening up the beer sales. 
Hey, I'll give hey, it to them. They make a lot of money on the beer sales, Ben. Hey, whether they got 25K in the stands or not, it's a pretty penny they're going to be picking <laughs> That's up. That's right. They're still going to cover their, bill, their, uh, their beer tap. Yeah, without a doubt. So let's jump back into it. Texas. The Fighting Longhorns fall to TCU. Ben, I was watching. Did you see I, the ending of yes, that game? I was watching all the guys pick, and you know, I think Desmond Howard. He was like, "Oh, Desmond Howard's the worst yeah, analyst." On but ESPN. I think he picks. Uh, he picked them to lose that I game. I don't care. He tried to crush the SEC for playing football when the Big Ten wasn't, and then now he's all in on his Michigan Wolverines. Yeah. Give me a break, Desmond. Oh Howard. well. Anyway, so everybody was picking. Picking uh, TCU, right? That's who they played? Texas. 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 TCU and Texas. Yeah, everybody was picking TCU, and I was like, nah. Turns out, yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah. Oh, Horny Toad's got it done. I don't know what the deal. Sam Ellinger is a good football player. He ain't a winner. He's not a winner. That's the best way I can describe it. And you like a winner at quarterback. You like a good leader. I do. Is he a good leader? He's a good leader. I mean, he led the, you know, they... Last week, they he goes on the sideline, and there's a little story where he said they, did, they left us too much time. Yeah. yeah, came back and win. Shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. Maybe play the first three quarters. I don't know what it is about <laughs> Texas, Ben. They ain't good. They ain't good. They ain't good. They just can't. Every team they play, they play them tough. I mean, like, or play it close. Yeah. Beck, we've been talking a little bit about Hurricane Delta. Well, speaking of a hurricane, the Tulsa Girl Golden Hurricane. Knock off UCF, 34-26, little upset this has been action. A week. I'm just telling you gamblers out there, as always, it's rough. please bet responsibly. But, man, be careful. There's a lot of money to be made on the money lines for these underdogs. But, Ben, there's no sure things anymore. It's anyone's guess. It's anyone's guess. North Carolina knocks off Boston College, 26-22. Cincinnati takes care of business at home against South Florida, 28-7. Arkansas, first SEC win in 1,071 days over Mississippi State, 21-14. Oklahoma State, the fighting Tim Rattays, 47. Is he in Oklahoma State now? Yeah, quarterback coach up there for the Cowboys. How long was he? didn't last long in Washington. Yeah, they cleared the coaching staff out, my friend. Uh, Les Miles takes one on the chin, fall to 0-3 as a 47-7. Well, Spencer Rattler struggled again, 37-30 you know loss. What? I ain't mad about that. To Iowa State. LSU, of course, takes care of business against Vanderbilt, 41-7. Tennessee, 35. Missouri, 12. NC State, 30. Pittsburgh, 29. And the fighting Sonny Dykes knock off Memphis, 30-27. to So, Beck, like you said, really across college football in 2020, you just never know what you're going to get on a Saturday. I saw a tweet that said, oh, so this is how Lincoln Riley coaches with a non-Heisman quarterback. Pretty I mean, good. Th- there was a lot of talk about Spencer Ratner potentially being a Heisman candidate, but hey, I don't see it, Ben. You watch him play Northwest Missouri State Junior College in week one, Looks and you would good. think he's next in line. You would think he's next in Oh, Beck, I got something else to pick. and I know we got just a few minutes. Let me run through the Conference USA scores real quick. UAB knocks off UTSA 21-13. FAU opens their year with a 21-17 win over Charlotte. Western Kentucky continues to put the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders into oblivion, 20-17. And then the fighting Jack Abrahams, 41. The fighting too tight of shirts, Seth Luttrell, 31. The Mean Green are struggling. So, Beck, you know, the Sun Belt came out earlier this week, said their conference championship game is going to be on December the 19th, be picked up by ESPN or ESPN2. Good, great, love to see it. Congrats. 
Right now, Conference USA's championship game is scheduled for December the 5th. And I see a number of Rice fans like, why won't Conference USA just move the game? Like, just move it back to the 12th or the 19th. And I, I so want to reply, snarky comment, oh yeah, we should change the conference championship game because Rice has refused to play the first six weeks of the season. Give me a break. That takes a lot How of do guts. we even know they're going to suit up when it comes time for them to play? You know, I'm, I'm done with Rice, Ben. Me I'm too. I'm done with them. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Like, are they are they the new UTEP? Like, I don't know. Like, uh, I got no respect. I don't know much about Rice, to be honest with you. I I'm, don't. I'm just not surprised. Ben, they, they're a baseball school. They need to stick with it. Stick with it, without a doubt. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back from the break. We'll talk with Brett Bloomquist of the El Paso Times. We'll preview the matchup, Louisiana Tech. And UTEP, it's homecoming in Ruston, Louisiana. 6.30 p.m. kickoff, ESPN2. Your Bulldogs, favored by 15 and a half. We'll be right back after this. At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics, plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for LaTeX. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at LaTeX. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi-passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371-CART, and go Bulldogs! The Courtesy Automotive team is giving you even more. Just announced the new Courtesy Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, along with Courtesy Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, and Cadillac. Two locations, eight brands, one goal. To give you more choices, great prices, and the best service. Shop all eight brands online at buycourtesy.com. Courtesy Automotive, now serving you from both sides of I-20 at exit 86 in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Louisiana Tech, it's homecoming. UTEP comes to town this weekend, 6.30 p.m. kickoff, ESPN2. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, B.C., Beck Haynes, John Tabor. Now join us on the Fairway Carts hotline. Brett Bloomquist of the El Paso Times. 
Brett, thanks for joining us tonight. All right, glad to be here. Without a doubt. So, Brett, you look at this UTEP program, obviously uh, been a, in a little bit of a rebuilding phase uh, for a couple of years under Dana Dimmel. Um, kind of describe the really the direction of the program uh, now that it appears that he's got some things heading in the right direction. Yeah, no question. They, they made a big jump forward this year, and, you know, one of the ways to get better is to play people that are worse, which is you know, <laughs> playing a couple of mediocre FCS teams, got them a couple of wins. But then I think they started believing. I think they, they honestly think they're good, and, you know, it becomes a little self-fulfilling. But they're playing with a lot more confidence than they have in the past. And, uh, you know, it, it helped that they had three games canceled and replaced them with three teams that they went three now against. So uh, that, that that didn't hurt. But I, I think they are starting to take a step forward. You can see that, that they are vastly better, particularly that last game against Louisiana Monroe. They're, they've improved a lot. And you look at this team, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, I know Skip Holtz talked about some of the experienced guys uh, the demos brought in, whether it be from the junior college ranks or the transfer route. Uh, talk a little bit about that defense, how they've kind of progressed uh, from a season ago to where they are now, and, and some of the things that they're doing well uh, in the early portion of this year. Like you mentioned, they really shut down ULM in their last game out. Well, they just went and got a, a, a lot of new players. I mean, three of the four starters on the, on the defensive line right now are uh, junior college transfers in the first and then in the, the secondary, I think they're starting four transfers, uh, one of whom is, is new this year. Uh, they're also starting one new transfer linebacker. So they just kind of rebuilt their roster, the junior college route there. And it's, uh, you know, I was sort of skeptical, but it, it's, it's paid off. Uh, those guys are, those guys are good. And they, you know, I guess switching out and getting the whole new team isn't a bad idea when you're as bad as they were last year. It certainly, it certainly paid off on defense. And you talk about you know recruiting players to come out to El Paso. For our listeners that aren't aware, aware, talk about how difficult it is to get a kid to come all the way out there and play for a UTEP program. I know they've had some really good years. Of course, Aaron Jones is the one name that comes to mind at running back uh, you know, five or six years ago. But talk about some of the difficulties that they do experience on the recruiting trail. Yeah, one thing they say is that the hardest part is to get kids on an airplane. That once they get out to El Paso, you know, they they end up really liking it. And I'll just say my personal experience, that was sort of the way it was with me. I always just assumed it was sort of the end of the earth. And then, uh, you know, came out for a job interview, and all of a sudden it's like, wow, this place, it's actually really pretty. You know, mm-hmm. of course, we're, we're in the mountains. The Sun Bowl is a very unique setting. I think it's one of the great settings. And, college football just you know tucked into the mountains right there surrounded by mountains on all sides and uh anyway uh, you know once they get people out here they think they got a real shot at them but it's hard to get people out here i mean combination of perception of crime even though el paso is one of the safest cities in america in fact often uh wins the you know the safest city um but you know, there's you know, being right across from Juarez, they <laughs> certainly try to convince people that Juarez is nowhere near here. So, anyway, uh, and of course, you know, being mountain time zone is just so far from it. It's exactly halfway between Houston and Los Angeles, which you know, sort of does put it in the middle of nowhere. But you know, once once they get kids on the plane, they they think they have a fighting chance. But but that part. Can be hard, and you look at this team on the offensive side of the football. I think the big thing in the preseason, you you enter in the year, Quadres Wadley uh, was one guy that they were going to be relying on at running back. Uh, I know he doesn't play this year due to injury, 
Um, how have they replaced him, and really how much of a shock was it that he was not going to play uh, in this 2020 campaign? Well, he's never been particularly healthy. So, you know, in fact, what, what the injury was was just a recurrence of what kept him out all of last year. So, you know, it wasn't too surprising. But then, uh, you know, they've had two El Paso kids at running back right now, and uh, Deion Hankins, I, I think he's the real deal. You know, just look at some of his highlights from this year, and the one problem you worry about him is how how durable he could be. I mean, he runs like, you know, he tries to be like Earl Campbell. When he gets in the, breaks into the second level, he's looking for a safety to hit. And he's got having just some highlight reel running over people runs this year. He's just a tough runner. But you also kind of wonder just, you know, 20 carries a game for him is going to be like 30 carries a game for Aaron Jones just in terms of the, the damage he, he takes and inflicts. But he's been fantastic. And Fields, uh, who's, I think, nominally the starter, although Hankins gets most of the work. Uh, Fields is pretty capable as well. You know, those are Hankins is El Paso's all-time leading rusher, and uh, I think Fields is pretty high up on the list ahead of Aaron Jones. Uh, so, you got a couple pretty – they're still pretty good. That's still a strength of the team, particularly with Hankins. And looking at him at quarterback, obviously, Gavin Hardinson uh, got his feet wet a little bit a year ago as a freshman, uh, has really taken control of the quarterback position as a sophomore. And I, I think, you know, sometimes the, re- the results have been mixed, but he's doing a good job at managing the game. And uh, talk a little bit about some of his strengths and really where he's progressed as a sophomore. Well, his, his biggest strength is his arm. Uh, he, he's got a golden arm. I mean, that, that that was notable from you know when he first showed up. But he's gotten better uh, each game. You know, you look at the last game. At one point, uh, he he completed his first nine third down attempt passes, eight of them for first downs. So you know, at one point in that game, Utah was ten of fourteen on third down, and you know that's because Hardison was completing just about everything he threw on third down. And he's progressing. You know, he's just a sophomore sort of the irony is uh you know he's a junior college transfer he could end up setting the program record for games started by a quarterback you know because uh you know with this year being a free year and he played a couple last year as well or at least appearances as a quarterback so anyway sometimes easy to forget how young he is because he did you know have one really good year in junior college and then you know is now in his second year in the program and you know was the only experience they had at all heading into the year but he's come along he's gotten better each game and you can you know i think his decision making has gotten better and better and he started you know putting a little more touch on the ball too so he's he's a big reason why you know when i say they're improved over last year that that's a big reason why they're getting a lot better play at that position now. and the two weapons at receiver jacob cowling justin garrett uh what do they bring to the utep minor offense i see that they're pretty good threats down the field yeah they are you know Cowan's a really talented guy. In fact, they found out about him. Texas, University of Texas was recruiting him and then kind of filled up his scholarship and clearly kept in on him. And, and he's been, he's been a fine. And, but, but the thing is, him and Garrett are probably, you know, the two hardest work, two of the hardest workers on the team. And that's sort of, sort of rubbed off. I think there's a lot of leadership there, you know, even though Cowan's just a sophomore. Uh, I, I think they are getting a lot of leadership from those two, and I, and I think it's kind of made everybody on the offense better. But they've been they've been very reliable weapons this year. And so when you look at this matchup with Louisiana Tech, uh, from UTEP's perspective, obviously somewhere around a 15-16 point underdog. Uh, I know it's been quite some time uh, since the Miners have knocked off the Bulldogs, but there's never been um, really that blowout game between the two teams. It always seems to be a close matchup. 
what are some keys to the game from UTEP's perspective uh, if they're going to come into Ruston and pull out a victory on Saturday night? Well, their secondary has vastly improved since uh, that debacle against the University of Texas. But you know that's going to be that's going to be a key. You know, they you know they kind of admitted they were a little wide eyed in that game. We're kind of laying back about nine yards off the line of scrimmage when the ball was snapped. You know, just trying to give them a cushion, and they know they can't do that again. That's that's going to be a key matchup. Is, is that their secondary plays to the level? You know, they they have in, in the last two games certainly. Uh, you know, UTEP still is not generating very many turnovers. That's something that probably needs to change, although they got one early against Louisiana Monroe that sort of kind of set a tone. But, you know, they're going to have to – he's a 15-point underdog. They're going to have to force some more turnovers. They're going to have to be very ball secure. You know, they're going to they're going to need the secondary to play well. They're going to need uh, Hardison to have another good game. You know, they're, they're probably going to need a bunch of things go right to, to be able to compete. But – you know, if things if they if they play like they did last week, they'll give themselves a chance. We appreciate you joining us tonight, Brett. Certainly, some uh, great insight on the UTEP Miners. How can some of our listeners follow some of your work online? Uh, yeah, just uh, elpasotimes.com. There's a little sports tab, and you can go to UTEP Miners uh, there. But yeah, elpasotimes.com, and uh, my my stuff will be there. Well, we appreciate it. Looking forward to a fun matchup Saturday night. All right, take care, Brett Bloomquist. El Paso times Beck. I like old Brett. Nice guy. Did a great job. Got to talk to him a little bit on the press at the press conference today. Uh, of course, over Zoom. Zoom. Yep. yep. Got yep. to see him on Zoom. But hey, listen. You look at this UTEP program. Um, the job that Sean Coogler did when he took over in 2013 takes him to a bowl game his second year in 2014. I'm not going to mention. Um, you know, Tech beat him 55 to three. In 2014, but old BC wasn't there. Last home game I missed. The old wife uh, forced me to go to a wedding, but we're not going to talk about that too much. Uh, Yeah, BC was a little upset about that one. So, um, wow, I'm I'm shocked. It was big. Let me tell you something. Take BC to a fall (laughs) wedding when the dogs are on. Don't know if the old MRS will do that. And I'm not even. I don't even get claimed to be just the world's biggest fan of all time. But I, I remember me and my wife had a, or we were engaged and had a nice little argument about scheduling our wedding, and and the text schedule hadn't come out yet. You actually, yeah, got married on the ULL game. Yeah, it was at ULL. But a little upset about it. Oh, Dixon went 99 that night. At the time, that game wasn't scheduled yet. It was just. It was decided that it wasn't going to be a home game. Mm-hmm. But we had to wait. She wanted she wanted to schedule it weeks before. Oh, but course. I was like, we got to wait, babe. We got to wait. I appreciate it. And then, of course, it comes out about the closest game we could play without it being a home game. And hey, listen. Yeah, I heard it from you and some others. All right. Listen, I'll forgive you. Yeah. I'll forgive you. Yeah. So you look at this TV. UTEP program. Obviously, Sean Kugler let go in 2017. Tapes. Quick quiz question for you Are you ready? Tapes. Yeah. He's ready. All right. When Sean Kugler <laughs> was fired in 2017, who was named the interim head coach in El Paso? 2017. Seven. Oh, you're I have go- no idea. You're going to love this. The old ball coach, Mike Price. Wow. He was about 80 years young. They brought him back for seven defeats in an 0-12 year. Ooh. Dana Dimmel was then hired in 2018, went 1-11. and 
one and eleven a year ago in twenty nineteen, off to a three and one start here in twenty twenty. Yeah, a couple of cupcake games, BC. They did beat the fighting Luke Anthony. They sure did. They beat the fighting Luke Anthony. When you've won one ball game in two years, there's no such thing as a cupcake. Tell them tapes. Beck might be in the two deep, but he ain't sure what a cupcake is. <laughs> so true. Ain't no lie about that. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back following the break. We're going to take a look around the NFL. See how some pro dogs are doing. Former Bulldogs in the NFL. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio 99.3. Hey, Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with BMW Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to BMW Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia, and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go, dogs. BMW Motors in Arcadia. Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. Stop in and try our famous scatter load on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat. And you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town or at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. This may be an unprecedented year, but it's still an exciting year for La Tech. And Fairway Carts in Minden remains loyal blue. From the new football season to the growth and improvements in the sports facilities, Fairway Carts is proud to support everything good at La Tech. And everything good is more fun on a new Easy Go. So stop by and let them show you the right golf cart, utility, or multi-passenger Easy Go for your family from Fairway Carts in Minden. Call today, 371-CART, and go Bulldogs! Uncommon, how would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary, outstanding, exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experience representation. This is Sports Talk 97.7, now on KPCH Ruston 99.3. Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Cards hotline, 888-993-7762. We'd love to hear you chime in on the Fairway Cards hotline or text line, 888-993-7762. Beck, you know, normally uh, throughout the duration of college football and NFL football. We, we take a look at some pro dogs week to week, and, and I didn't feel that we'd done a great job of that throughout the year to this point. So NFL hits their one-fourth mark of the way through the season. Most teams oh, have played. sneaks up on me, Ben. Yeah, have played four games. Most teams have. So um, decided to take a look. So um, what's, who you want to talk about first? Ben, don't get me wrong. I love them all, okay? No, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Okay, sometimes you have good weeks and sometimes you have bad weeks. All right, 
This is a bad week for pro dogs. I want to talk Trent Taylor first. Let's talk. So Trent Taylor. We were he was poised for this to be his year. You know why? He was healthy finally. He's healthy. Other reason, ain't nobody else healthy. No. Not at that receiving core. We talked about that this morning, Taze, but you They're look at taking guys off the street, Ben. Well, they ain't throwing him the ball. He's only got ten targets in the first four games. But you know, he doesn't have a catch Sunday night against the Eagles, facing off with his old college teammate Boston Scott, good friend of the program. I guess Trent Taylor is as well. Yeah, He's joined yeah, us yeah. a couple of times. But no catches against the Eagles, but he did play a season high thirty seven snaps. But my question, or really my statement is tech receivers just go to die in I, San Francisco. Why is that? I don't know. The general? The general caught one touchdown, then we'll never see him again. I know. I and listen, Kyle Shanahan's a great coach. Now there's no denying ben, that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but receiver is a is a tough thing to stick. Well, I think it's because there's so many of there's them. So, so many, many quality. You ones. get hurt, you stick out in college, and then you get to the NFL, and they're good. They're good in the NFL. Well, yeah, and I, you know, we'll talk about Amik Robertson in a second, but I think that's a perfect. You know, do you example. agree with that? I no, just think, I think it's a it's a, a saturated market. You don't got four four running backs to get a ton of playing time. You get four receivers to get a ton of playing time, and if you don't produce, then we'll see you. Yeah, well, and it's easy to move to the fifth, sixth. I mean, you see what you know. You see the Saints every week. Um, you know, I'm a big Houdat fan, but you you talk about the Saints. You know, they're pulling guys off the practice squad, getting them some targets. So listen, I'm not a big fan of Trent Taylor playing in San Francisco, but. Would be a wise idea if he started producing a little bit. Yeah, here's the deal. Jimmy G's hurt still. Uh, Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Only sees Miss. one guy, and it's Skittles. All right? Here's the deal. I, I, I was thinking the other night. You're a big George Kittle fan. Yeah, he's coming back. All right? Coming off an injury. He's jacked up. Got a lot of energy. Nick Mullins in there looking for a safety net. Kittle was the, – the line on receiving yards for him was over – like 56 was the line. Lock. It happened in, like, the first quarter. He ended up with 128 yards. They threw more two-yard passes that he turned into 17 oh than I've gosh. ever seen into in a game. As long as Nick Mullins is the quarterback, just hammer that. I agree. He doesn't throw. Now, Trent, he gets targeted. I don't know. I didn't really watch closely the other night. He didn't have any targets. He, no targets. He's got 10 targets in four games. That's not great. I take it back. Hey, listen, the one game I watched, he had like three and just couldn't come down with it. But he's a right. tiny guy. It's got to be right there. Little guy returned yeah. punts on Sunday night. Yeah. Tough tough go for Trent Taylor. Also, uh, Jeff Driscoll. Oh, I, got sent to the bench for yeah. ripping. Which he actually did all right. Got the he w. threw three picks. He got the W, didn't he? I don't care. I want to see Jeff Driscoll play the I game. I know. I did, too. I didn't think Jeff did that poorly to, to justify uh, getting benched for – uh, Ripken or whatever. Well, listen, we were in here two, three weeks ago talking about how Jeff is going to make a 10, 12-year career as a backup. And then he's benched. Like, first off, let me say this. John Elway ain't got a clue. No, how to he is the worst. I, I am not a fan of John Elway. He's Terrible. Just, he don't have a clue what's going on. He ain't had a quarterback in Denver since Peyton retired. I mean, the people that they brought in and signed have just been. Trevor Simeon? Oh. Give me a break. Oh. Brandon Allen? It just break. ain't you ain't gonna find a diamond in the rough that has been tried on every team. It just ain't gonna happen. No. Let's but, talk. Let's talk defensive backs. All right. How boned were you that Legereus Sneed went down with the broken? Man, collarbone? I saw it happen, and he like grabbed for his shoulder, and then he kind of started to get up, and I was like, "Oh, he'll be all right. He'll be all right." And then the announcer even was like, "Man, I know, I know that." And he dropped you know, a pick that he almost had. Yeah, almost, almost his third, his third pick. pick. Yeah. yeah. So pretty bummed for him. Um, honestly, looked like they could have used him last night. Yeah, old Brian Hoyer. 
That was a weird game. How is Brian Hoyer in the NFL? I don't know. He must be a, a heck of a locker room guy. It's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> Gr- great locker room guy. Great at watching film. Just but don't put him in the game. Just you know? don't, don't stick. He out. actually did fight. I mean, they did a lot better than I thought. But here's you know you you had texted me earlier about the line for KC, but I just I text it back. I just I don't I don't bet against Bill Belichick. It just doesn't happen. You don't hey, do it. You're an idiot if you bet against Bill Belichick. What are you if you bet against Bill Belichick twice? <laughs> That's what's the I definition did. of insanity? <laughs> yeah. Doing the same thing twice, expecting a different result? Yeah. So, Amik Robertson, I, I would say when Amik Robertson left college a year ago, you would you would have said, I would have said that he would make an immediate impact. I don't care where he went. At the very least, he would be a starting nickelback. He's inactive for the first two, three weeks for the Raiders. Which, to our knowledge, was just because he wasn't ready. Yeah, healthy scratch. And gets an opportunity this week. First game. Listen, we're not going to slam him. We know Amik will bounce back. First snap gives up a tutty. Jeez. Against the Bills. I kept trying to find it. I I couldn't see it. Against the Bills. Oh, Josh Allen's slinging it, though. Hey. Sometimes there's just nothing you can do. Tapes, Josh Allen is a fantasy. Man, Jeff picked him this year in our league, and I was like, Jeff. Jeff's a Houston fan, so you never know. And then, man, did that pan out. Jeff's 4 0. Josh Allen. The fighting Josh Allen's. The pride of Wyoming. The Cowboys. Man, there was some scrutiny with that pick. You remember that? Hey, he's made him look pretty smart. They were tearing him apart. Dude is a beast. Yeah, he's playing really well. Speaking of the Cowboys, Xavier Woods and that Cowboys defense. Woods has seven tackles in a 49 38 loss to the Browns. He's third on the team with 27 tackles. Actually, he's played 299 snaps at safety. Uh, third on the team as well. But um, Xavier, you know, he's mixed results. I don't think you can say any player's playing well for the Cowboys defensively uh, when you look at that unit. No, that's been, a, that's been a rough go. And sometimes if you're not getting talked about, uh, it's not a good thing, So especially on defense. but uh, Needs to clean it up. Needs to clean it up, Ben. It's not been pretty. Oh, Jelly Bean, Jalen Ferguson getting some action for the Ravens. Saw Fergie got his first sack, sack the other day. Yeah, got his first sack. Got up to three and a half sacks in his career. And, you know, this is one thing I wanted to talk about, Beck. You look at Jalen Ferguson throughout his college career, just a terror off the edge. And it is amazing to me how you would think something like a pass rusher would translate from the college game to the NFL. And, like, it's not that easy. No, and also, I mean, this is this is no surprise to you, Ben. I know how much you don't like Conference USA, okay? He was the sack True. daddy in Conference USA. True. Against the UTEPs, against True. the UTSAs. Against the okay? fighting tight shirts, North yeah. Texas. All right. I'm just saying, Ben, I can see how it, it doesn't translate. No, that's fair. It is fair because it's true. It is true. NFL's got a little stronger competition. Hey, not here to call out the Ravens. I know you're a big Lamar Jackson yeah, fan. big fan. I don't. I've never bought the hype that they were the Super Bowl favorite this year. Looks like old Jay Ferg. They got him up to around two seventy, two seventy five. You want to see the man rush a passer, drop him back down to his college playing weight of around two fifty five, two sixty. He had some weight issues. At, not issues, but weight. He's a junior. Or, junior, yeah, junior. Yeah. Remember that we were we were not liking what was going on there. Yeah, but uh, drop him back down, and I think you'll see him come off the edge. Justin Ellis played twenty five snaps for the Ravens at nose tackle. In the win over the Washington football team. Boston Scott, Beck, not playing a huge role for the Philadelphia Eagles. Right, but nobody year. is. All right? Not Nobody's yet. playing yeah. a huge role. Eagles are pretty terrible. Not going to sit here and lie they to are, you. They are just 
They are like really pushing Miles Sanders though, and I just I'm not seeing it. I don't see it either. Give Boston a shot. Only had one carry for two yards. I know he's returning kicks as well. But here's one thing. But I here's want. the deal about that. Everybody's kicking it 100 yards deep into the end zone. He ain't yeah. returning much. Putting it through the uprights. Yeah. But here's what I want to talk about with Boston. Such a great dude has raised over twenty thousand dollars for Hurricane Laura relief efforts. Great ambassador. That's, that's big of the time, program. Boston. The good friend of the program. Good I think friend. he listens to our podcast. Oh, I think every week. Probably pregame. If you say it, I believe it. If you say it, I believe it. Vernon Butler plays 36 snaps for the Bills on Sunday. I know he didn't have any tackles, but listen, Big Vern got $16 million in the offseason. Back in Sean McDermott's defense, uh, who drafted him in Carolina in the first round. Let me tell you something. We talked a little bit about Josh Allen. The Buffalo Bills are pretty special, and Vernon's starting on that defensive line. And, hey, he's going to start putting up some numbers here pretty soon. Right. I mean, the Bills, for the longest time, hadn't been in the playoffs. You know, Kyle Williams, the, the Rustin native, finally got in the yeah. playoffs his last year, last season, and they, they have an early first-round exit. But now it looks like they're just destined. Oh, I know. I know. Got Stephon Diggs, my boy. Diggs on the fantasy team. Yeah, no, he's not. He was the one guy that I wanted but didn't get. Somebody, the person right before me picked him. You believe uh, you, that? You probably took Gronk. Yeah. Probably took Gronk. Gosh. Another, oh, by the way, last year I didn't realize this. Vernon Butler had six sacks. That's kind of big time. That must be why he got the big contract. Yeah. Pretty impressive for Isn't the big Isn't that crazy? Man. Six tackles over 16 games, and that'll get you a bigger contract. I know. You six just, sacks, not tackles. That's what I, was, I mean, I'm saying. Like, they are tackles. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you make, you, six plays can get you a big contract. Shows you how valued a pass rusher is. I know. Like, especially for a big but man But you think inside. about that can close out a game, though. No, it can shut one down. That's for sure. Be a big play. Another thing of note, O'Shea Dugas, former Bulldog, left guard, left tackle, visiting the New Orleans Saints Ooh, this week. squad. Yep, hometown squad, of course. Um, O'Shea played for, I think he was in Cincinnati last year. Uh, so, he, you know, he's looking to latch on with another looking team. Looking to get anywhere other than in Cincinnati. <laughs> hey, hey, fighting Joe Burrow's got a dub. They sure did. Trending upward, two losses, a tie, and then a dub. Gotta love it. Got to. Hey, nothing better in the NFL than a tie. <laughs> and you know that the, the great thing about that tie is the over was pushing. Is that yeah. right? And then going to overtime, like, oh, good, at least something will happen. You know, somebody will win. They're push. not going to tie. Push, little push action. Got to. That's love what it. you call a bad beat, my friends. Scott Van Pelt, right up his alley. <laughs> Stanford Steve, they live for the bad beat. So that'll do it for the pro dogs, of course. We'll try to keep you updated a little bit better than we have in previous weeks. Kind of keep you updated week to week on some solid performers for the Bulldogs in the NFL. Let's go ahead and take our final timeout of the night. When we come back, you know what we're going to do. We're going to put a bow on it. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio 99.3. At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the uncommon bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. 
The Courtesy Automotive team is giving you even more. Just announced the new Courtesy Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, along with Courtesy Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, and Cadillac. Two locations, eight brands, one goal. To give you more choices, great prices, and the best service. Shop all eight brands online at buycourtesy.com. Courtesy Automotive, now serving you from both sides of I-20 at exit 86 in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana and South Arkansas. They also offer a wide range of propane and natural gas appliances. For more info, go to O'NeillGas.com. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirks and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. Hey, DQ fans, the new fall blizzard treat menu is here. It's a lineup of all your favorite fall flavors blended with world-famous vanilla soft serve with pumpkin pie, caramel apple pie, Oreo mocha fudge, choco-dipped strawberry brownie dough, and snickerdoodle cookie dough. Every bite feels like diving into fall, leaves and all. It's officially fall at DQ, so hurry and make the season sweeter with the new fall blizzard treat menu today. time to keep up with Louisiana Tech Sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Cards hotline, 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Sports Talk, 97.7 Studios, studio here in Ruston, Louisiana. Final segment of the night. It's time to put a bow on it back. And, you know, we've really ventured off into this game of sports betting. Allegedly. Allegedly. No no confirmation. Nothing confirmed per sources. But we wanted to give our listeners. Let's just be real, Ben. It's it's the world we live in today, okay? No, it is. Whether we do it or not, we got to talk about it. Hey, it's growing at a rapid pace. Yeah. Money is the driver of all things, BC. And let me tell you something. Vegas is making more money during this college football season than I would imagine they've ever made. It's never been tougher, in my opinion. Never been tougher. Listen, you take a look across the board this week, and I I guess, you know, in a a normal college Saturday, you probably have, what, 50 50 games? You know, 100 out of 130 teams playing. Right now, you got about 20 picks you can make. And... You look at a lot of lines, you know, last week, I think I said on the show, OU minus seven against Iowa State was a lock. Yeah, you were wrong. Turn on the game. Yeah, owe me some dinner. I'll turn say on, that. Turn on the game Saturday night in Ames, Iowa, and I'll be damned if Iowa State didn't have a nearly, <laughs> it looked like a packed house in there. Oh, Rattler was rattled. Oh. Oh, my goodness. It was rough. And you're right. You only have, you know, you have 100, 
however many games you have, 60 games, 50 games a week? Yeah. Something like that? Probably right yeah. now, 20, 25, yeah. 30. 20, 25, 30. You got about 10 that actually even makes sense because you got Citadel playing, playing Clemson, and nobody wants to bet on that. Nobody wants to take the under right Can't there. Can't even find a scouting report on the Citadel. Ben, but let me tell you, I do have three locks. If you're looking to make some money, this yeah, week, let me let's hear your three start, locks. We're and gonna then, start. I for, I you want to alternate? No, okay. I mean, we can. No, you go first. I want to keep a record of ours. Yeah, I went zero and three last. You week. went zero and three. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. We'll. we'll you weren't. We'll, we'll trash season it. for BC. Okay, because yeah. I didn't make bets. Yeah, we'll trash it. Four bets, quote unquote. This week, I tell you it. what, I got. I gotta find the line, Ben, because the picture I took is not of the line. First of all, I got Miami and Clemson. Here's the deal. People are high on Miami. It ain't going to happen. This is a team, slightly different, but still a team that Tech shut out in a bowl game, okay? I know they've had a little more offensive success, okay? I get it. You get it. I get it. But they ain't played anybody like Clemson. Dabo Sweeney is going to confuse them. Left, right, up, down, diagonal. It ain't it ain't gonna be pretty. It ain't gonna be pretty. Clemson, the line right now is Clemson minus fourteen. They're gonna hang they're gonna beat them by thirty. All right? Wow. Ain't gonna be close. It's it's <laughs> hey, at Clemson too, by the way. Yeah, well, don't bet that one because it ain't happening. Yeah, it is. Canes are bat. No, they're not. Guarantee it. Guarantee. Ben, All go right. ahead. What you got? All right, I, I got first betting line of the week. I'm a believer. In Sam Pittman, I'm taking Arkansas plus 14 on the road at Auburn. Hey, call me crazy, crazy. but Bo Nix, he's just not in the upper echelon of quarterbacks in the SEC. I'm not sure what the over-under is. You might want to parlay it Arkansas plus 14 and take the under anything under 30. Hmm. Barry life, Odom. Life is too short to bet the under. Am I right, Tabes? I'm right. Here's the deal. Kansas State and TCU both coming off Oklahoma victories. Okay? I like it. I like it. Vegas is a little hot on TCU. Okay? Are they? They got. They are eight and a half point favorites Woo! at home against Kansas State. I tell you what. I really like Skylar Thompson from uh, Kansas State. Do you? Dude's a baller. He is pretty good. Take Kansas State plus eight and a half. All day long. All right. All right. I like it. I like you it. You like that one. I can live with it. I can live with it. All right. My the ne- Horn Frogs ain't getting it done. The Horny Toads aren't getting it done. Don't be surprised if Kansas State wins that one, but I'm taking Kansas State. But don't point. worry. Following the game, Gary Patterson will tell you how good the Big 12 is. That's right. He sure will. My next line. There's a dumpster fire in Tallahassee. <laughs> Notre Dame is favored by 21 and a half over Mike Norvell's Seminoles. That game's being played in South Bend. I wouldn't be surprised if the Seminoles just stayed on the bus. I'm talking 52-17 fighting Irish. Fully entrenched themselves in the playoff conversation. You know, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but those really big lines make me nervous just because. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I'm just saying. Scared money don't make money, though, baby. That's right. But late in the game, Ben, there's a lot of run game. You know, you got the guy to be PC and not beat him too bad. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But PC ain't PC. Nothing more frustrating than losing a bet when the fourth quarter ain't even played, really. All right, all right. All right, give me your last line. Last one. Mississippi State had a tough one last week, BC, but coming off a week one stomping of the Bayou Bengals, Ben. Go Mississippi State's going to Kentucky. 
Kentucky's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, easy money on Mississippi State. Missis- take Mississippi State on that one. I Take the money line. I don't even care. You can take the points if you're scared, but take the money line. Two-and-a-half. I'm taking dogs. the points for this for these purposes. Yeah, the dog's two-and-a-half. Take so you're you're believing in Kentucky Mike Leach bouncing is 0 back. Kentucky and 2. Yeah, Mike Leach. They're going to air it out. Did you see how Kentucky lost last week? No, how'd they lose? Go to overtime against Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin. Kentucky <laughs> gets the ball. Kentucky gets the ball. Tutty. Missed the PAT. Ole Miss scores, makes the PAT. They win. Oof. Yeah, Kentucky's they're beat down. Mississippi State's going to bounce back. Mike Leach doesn't lose two in a row. I have no idea if that's true or not. Final line of the night. We got the Red River rivalry. The Red in- River the Red River rivalry in the Cotton Bowl, Texas and Oklahoma. Please the, tell me the tell Longhorns me taking Spencer Rattler. The Longhorns are two point dogs. Take Give me the horns. Yes, absolutely. I saw that. You the, tell me Ellinger's a leader. Yeah, I'm buying in. I, know. I was gonna, I was gonna take that line, but I just, I just, I dogged him too hard earlier. I couldn't come back and take it. But it's also tough for me to believe that Lincoln Riley would drop three in a row. It is tough, but, hey, he might squeak out a one-point win. Ellinger and the points. Give uh, me the I, horns. I like that one, too. I'm going to be honest with you. Give me the horns. All right, let, let's get into it. we got to make some picks. We only got a couple minutes here. More picks. Bulldogs favored by 16. It's homecoming in Ruston. What? Who won last week? A little 16-and-a-half-point favorites, like I said. 6.30 p.m. kickoff. That's on ESPN2. It could be a rain game. I think the over-under is somewhere around 55. Yeah, wait wait to bet on the over-under. Yeah, wait I would wait, I'd would. wait on the rain. But, all right, who you got? Dogs favored by, I got 16. Yeah, I'm going to go with the dogs winning for sure. Uh, I'm going to say dogs. I don't. I'm going to say dogs 34 17. All right, tapes. What you got? 45 27 dogs. Ooh. I got dogs 41, UTEP 24. You said 41? 41 24. They cover by a point. Vegas knows all. Give me Luke Anthony another four touchdown performance. Ooh. And he's off to the races in a Conference USA Offensive Player of the Year campaign. Well, let me tell you who didn't win last week. You. Tabes, because he